So we took a vacation to Florida last week to the beach and to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. Yeah, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And we swam in the ocean and we purchased interactive wands for a condemning $300 for a family of five. But at the end, I realized that there was a lesson to be learned as a parent from this adventure that kind of gave me another insight into the politics that I'm kind of teaching my children, which honestly was a very expensive lesson to learn. We did get really good donuts. We got really good donuts at Voodoo Donuts. Um, It was great. And we went... And mostly just, well, stood in lines. Forever. <laughs> forever. But really, we stood in line forever. So... Florida was great except for the waiting, which was honestly most of it. And anyone that has been to a theme park can identify with the endless lines that exist at these places where you're supposed to be having a ton of fun, hanging out with family or friends, and instead you're around a bunch of strangers, everybody just waiting to get their turn to do the thing that you're watching go around you forever. Like, you you're, you're obviously know exactly what's coming already, and you're just standing in line to take your turn. And the majority of this extremely expensive Harry Potter trip was waiting for something to do that we had planned for months and then waited for four months to do so that we could wait in line for up to 90 minutes at times, right? Some of the lines were 90 minutes. Right, right. So as adults, we get this is the way that the world works. We have come to accept or even expect that we must be excessively patient or whatever for even the smallest of things. But here I am in line with my Midwestern pace and patience for others attempting to explain to my children why we have to wait again for another 60 minutes after waiting 30 minutes for return time for a... I don't know. How long was that coaster? Uh, it was maybe two minutes. Maybe. <laughs> two minutes. So it's like we're talking like an hour and a half for two minutes of a very potentially intense joyride, right? <laughs> and we're there from open before open, right? I mean, we showed up. We got the early pass to get in. Right. We got We got the early pass to show up an hour ahead of time. But because of the weather, we ended up showing up maybe 30 minutes ahead of time. Right, because it's Florida and it's it rains. And then it just it shut down. So like the, the, the rain was fine. It eventually let up and we had a beautiful day. Yeah, it was an amazing day. But the majority of it was, as we said, waiting for the beginning of the day, from the beginning of the day to after the day ended. And it went from like, train station tears to like rebooting the entire trip with slushies <laughs> at one point in time to naps on restaurant tables. I mean, it was 
honestly a gauntlet of one day that after we were all done, we spent the next day like, at the hotel like swimming, and that was all we did. I just don't know how many times that day I said, "Yeah, okay, we're, I'm over it. We're I'm going. Done. We're going home." Yeah, I'm done. I'll call it like this. This we we rode a ride. We wandered around. We bought the wands. Let's go home. Like I'm, I'm ready. And it was like that though at certain points in time, but we really did spend thousands of dollars right on right. this trip of a family of five. So I was talking to some of my other friends about it. And they're like, oh yeah, you get the express passes to get on quickly, and you do all these other things. I'm like, yeah, multiply that by five every single so- time. So. The express path, it's funny because, so I have Crohn's. I was diagnosed with Crohn's, was it last year? Yeah, something. Right. I think it was last year. And so. That was a fun experience. Right. Very fun. (laughs) And it was a very fast process from going from figuring out what was wrong with my stomach into, to, I mean, it was extremely fast. But anyway. Yeah, this is all COVID too. Like Right. Yeah. Right. This is, yeah. I mean. When are we ever going to be out of COVID? I digress. No. But. (laughs) So I was diagnosed very quickly. And so Bryson, I told him, I said, well, because of my tummy issues, I was, I'm really honest with the kids. And I said, because of my tummy issues, we're going to get a pass that if I have to get out of line for any reason, we can get right back in. And they have rules where if it's under 30 minutes, They'll send you up the express lane, but if it's more than 30 minutes wait time, they'll give you a time to return back. Right. So it's simple enough. But the thing with that was, so Bryce had kept calling it a butt pass. Yeah, that was which, that was his favorite thing. Because it's, but he didn't think it was that, but right. just meant to butt in line. I just thought it was funny because it was about my stomach issues is the reason we got the pass. It's called an assistance pass or something like that, but... But I just thought it was funny that he kept calling it a butt pass. Right, right. But so, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, it's just it's just the, we're making butt jokes here, right? Right. I mean that that's okay. Of go course. ahead, continue, continue. Always, that's, always. That's why I work with kids because it's just you know kindergarten. It's, it's appropriate. Right. Yeah. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they send you up the express path, the express lane. But the problem is, is we get in this line and we're like, hold on, are we in the express lane or in the normal line? Because we waited or we left and we came back and we're still waiting another 45 minutes. This doesn't make sense. And then my kids are starting to get really ticked off because we left. And that was enough to kind of send Bryson a little bit over the edge. But then we came back and we're still waiting in line forever. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I see up there. I'm like, no, no, no. This line is much, much longer up there. We're on the right line. And then I realized we are a part of that line. Right. Right. Well, here's here's the situation that, that it I'm is. praying Bryson doesn't notice that we're a part of that line, too. <laughs> right. 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 So my son is very excited. He wants to ride the rides. wait in line to get on the airport or at the airport we wait in line to get on the plane we get there we wait on the plane and it's just this constant like over and over again patience please be patient please be patient please be patient your your turn is coming right that's what it always is is being said and we finally get to the park right we're there a day um to decompress kind of like work out not necessarily the jet lag but kind of like 
situated in Florida. We went to the beach the first day and we wandered around the beach and we went swimming um, the night before. And then we woke up early and watched the sunrise in a way. And then we went finally to the park the next day. And the thing was, is that while we were there, we waited in line in the drive line. We, we waited to get the butt pass is my point is that we right. went, we went in and we had to get the kiosk for our tickets and we had to wait in line here. And we had, and one of the things is that Bryson at the very, very beginning started riding the escalator up and down because it was his first time ever riding an escalator it was a big deal at the airport. Remember? Right. Like it was a big deal. So at at Universal Studios, when you first walk in, there are two escalators right in front of the restroom that, that is there. And it's one of the many ones. But he just keeps riding it up and down, <laughs> up and down and up and down while we're waiting for the girls to get out of the restroom, like to start off with. And the restroom becomes a theme. And it's not just Christina. It's tiny bladders. Right. That's what it really is. It comes down to tiny bladders. That are right. having to use the restroom over and over again. So we reuse the restroom right away. We make we see if they about the guest thing and all so all this kind of stuff. We wait in line to get in. So by this time, what we're talking where we get to the ride that Christina's talking about is that we waited in line the whole trip before we even get to usual Universal Studios. Then we go in and there's one ride that we wanted to do first that was only 15 minutes. But we still waited because we wanted the tour of the actual Hogwarts Castle. So we waited for that, and then we waited in line. And so, and then Anna couldn't go in because she was too short. So we waited, like Anna waited with me while, and so it's waiting and waiting and waiting. So by the time we get to this point where it's forty-five minutes after waiting thirty minutes while we wander around and try to use our wands on different things, I do have to say Anna was a champ considering all the times that she had to wait to be able to ride the rides. Because she couldn't ride a bunch of them. Like, she even wrote about it in her... Yeah, tell... Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, so she wrote about it in her morning journal. Um, she at brought, school. Yeah, at school. She gets... Every month, there's a... She writes every day in a more good morning journal, is what the teacher calls it. And then in April, the beginning of April, so, I mean, yesterday, I think, she brought it home for all of March. So she read me some of her stories and, and so I read the rest of them and one of them, what did it say? I could, I can't ride some of the rides. This was before we even went, I can't ride some of the rides because I'm not 10 years old. Right. Something like that. Right. And it's just the height requirement is really what it comes right, out to being. Right. But she's tiny. She's a small thing. Um, but the thing is, is that that's called, I think that's Harry Potter and the forbidden journey that Bryson loved. Was that it? That was the very first one we did. That was did. the first one. There was only yes. 15 minutes, but we were there super early. The next ride in line for us was the one that Christina's talking about, where we had the express pass that really didn't work the way we wanted it to work. And at the very end, we really just went through the ride, and I had to take my other daughter, Evangelina, to the restroom, of course. We had to get out of line. We did the we did the children swap, right? The child swap, which is not what you think it is. It's just where one parent waits with the child. Right. And then, like, the, they get to switch so that uh, the kids can be maintained. And here's the situation. Is that this is standing in line, and Bryson and, and Vanny and Anna are all standing there, and they're getting squirmy. And anybody that's seeing kids in line, whether it be at the drinking fountain 
or at a theme park, right? Waiting just is too long, no matter how long it is. And they start to get this ramped up like this isn't fair. And Bryson and them were already primed for this as far as like, it's not fair that we're still standing in line. And the problem is, is that as adults, we sometimes feel the same way. Like we still feel like, hey, I did my job. But you shove it down. Like you put it, you put an emotional cap on it and you say, this is not appropriate. We're in a public place. It's a very public inter- atmosphere and interactions with individuals. And you just need to you just keep a lid on it. Just quiet down and, and make sure that you kind of stifle it in. Uh, and Bryson was not having it. And Vanny wasn't having it. <laughs> and they wanted snacks. And they were leaning on each other. And Bryson kept wanting to be in the very front of our five people line. Like, Vanny kept, like, moving up, like, a little bit. And the thing is, is we're complaining a lot about that. But the issue was is that I felt judged the entire time as a parent, and I think some of the other adults did, too, that their kids aren't behaving in this ridiculous situation of waiting. They should not have to, in a certain respect, be asked to do in the hot sun. Well, and I think that adults go into it knowing that there's going to be a lot of waiting, knowing... I guess adults have a little bit more time to mentally prepare for it, even though they know that it sucks too. But like you said, like we, we censor ourselves and we kind of say, okay, well we know this is inappropriate for public. Meanwhile, the kids are like, Oh my God, why are we still waiting in this line? Oh, I just want to go home. Right. I'm done. I just want to be on the ride. Yeah. You know, and, and we're right there with them. But yeah, we completely agree. We're like, we waited our 30 minutes. We're supposed to be in the express line. This is a, this is a situation that's supposed to be solved with, with a pass that has a medical reason for it. And the thing is, we, we had to leave the line a couple different times. We had to get out for black, like like for for even going little bathroom breaks. Like we couldn't make it through the entire line, and we had to get out of line and get back into line, or think that we had to get back in line at the very end, right, or at the very beginning of the line, and not even make any progress. So, as I'm looking around, I notice other kids kind of doing the same thing. You're hypercritical of yourself, and you're looking and going like, "Oh my gosh, why won't they just be quiet and accept this?" Like, why won't they just say, we know that we have to wait. We should just be good and just stand here patiently and wait our turn for those two minutes of the ride. And we went to that ride. We got on the train for the Hogwarts Express, which is not express. No. (laughs) Not at all. And we went to Gringotts, the escape from Gringotts, and we got a locker and got in line, had to get back out for bladder. And we just said, we're done. Like, at that point in time, we said... We oh, that's done. right. Just that one we got out of line for? It was, we got out of line for that one. We did, we started to get in line. We pretended to get in line for the motorcycle bike one. <laughs> like, it was, we, we got on the train. We, we wandered around for a while. And Bryson had his own thing. Like, he wanted to go not Harry Potter. He wanted to go to Skull Island. Yeah, all wanted of to a go sudden, to I think it was because I was scrolling through the app the universal app and he, we were looking at wait times and he saw skull minutes. island and he was like like honed in on that boop 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 i want that one right and for the rest of the time like even when Before we got on lunch. the hogwarts express we went over to the other park you know the other side we get um, off yeah we got off and we go oh yeah 
that's back at Islands of Adventure. Yeah. We're on the wrong side of the park now. We look at the time. It's like 45 minutes to get back to the other side. And we're like, oh, my gosh. So we went and got lunch, right? And he just shuts down. He's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm sitting here. Yeah, that was a and long way. And he wait. sat there. And then I came back. I went to, we went to go get food. The girls and I did. You said, just go. I'll, I'll stay here with him. I come back because we're like, this is way too long of a line. And he has passed out on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> just passed out in the hot sun like yep. okay yep and that was the slushy reboot that was the because he was reboot. laying there and the girls are the girls are like we want something and there's a slushy stand for ridiculous amounts of money for the slushies and we walk over there and as i'm getting ready to pay for the girls you know to have their mix of whatever you know uh, it's because i woke him up right i said bryson dad's over there getting icies and he like, what? what? Opens his eyes real quick, jumps off. I want one, jumps off the bench, still half asleep, runs over to you. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the best reboot. I'm like, okay, what another what was it? Forty like something dollars. Forty five like, bucks. It was fifteen dollars a piece. What'd you think we, it was? Fifteen for one or yeah. for all three? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like some kind of deal. I'm like, okay, this works for a deal. I'm like, oh, they're a piece. Of course, why would I even think? <laughs> Like, well, where am I? Like, I this thought you meant any... per hour. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's like unlimited refills. Why do I need this? They're just going to have to go to the bathroom more. But right. we got that. We, we did it. We went into Diagon Alley, right? Because we did Hogwarts before that. We did Diagon Alley and we wandered around, did all that kind of stuff. I spent a, the most of my time looking for one store that I saw it on the map. I saw the location. I couldn't zoom in any closer. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. So I walk forward quite a bit and I look at the map and I go, wait, I passed it. Yeah. And then I go back the opposite. Di- I go back to where I was and go the opposite direction. I'm walk- still walking away from him. Like, how is this possible? I did that three or four times. And then you were like, Christina, there's like a hole in the wall somewhere. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then- if you ever go to Universal, whatever it is, it's the bricks like you tap on right, the bricks. And right. It opens to up get the into diagonal. Get- yeah. So it's like it just looks like a great big old brick wall. And you have to go around it, and it plays the music of the bricks. It's very, very well done. But the only reason I knew about it was there were people disappearing. <laughs> like <laughs> Hundreds of people just disappearing. And you must have been wall. standing where I could not see because yeah. I just kept like, oh, looking down on my app like, come on, girls, come on, girls. I'm like, well, how did I pass it how again? Did, yeah, it's hidden. It's, it's, it's and the then you go back, world. and it's massive back there, yeah. and you're like, I did not expect this it's back great. here. <laughs> It's great, except for there's hundreds upon hundreds of people, like, everywhere. Right. Like, it doesn't stop. And, and there's hundreds and hundreds of people in line, it feels like, all the time. And then we gave up on Green Gods, we, and we just were done. So at that point in time, we went and ate. Bryson took a nap on the table. He gave up for a little bit. Yep, we stood in line. I came, I came back. Stood in line. He sat with you, stood in line. It was much shorter that time. We The first time we were in line, and it was... Probably one one thirty, uh-huh. and we're like, uh, screw this. This is bad. Like I had to wait outside first, around like the huge queue in the yeah. line that like the yeah. twisty turny queue, and then it was out the door. <laughs> Waited in line for a little bit. I'm like, nah, not worth. It. I was like, let's just wait to eat. <laughs> so then when I went back. It was like maybe a fourth of that. I'm like, this right. is this is sweet. This is a nice line, right? You know? The right. things they make you believe, you know? Right. So when I come to the table with the, you know, with the food, did I? No, no, no. You had to go back for the food. I come to the table, Bryson sleeping on the table. Yep. <laughs> 
This is just a reminder that the Delta is a member of the Heartland Pod family of podcasts. Join us every other Wednesday as we grow this show into a reflection of our lives where family, school, life, science, and politics all converge. Check out some of our other shows, including the Heartland Pod, the Flyover View, High Country, and Let's Have a Chat. Also, you can check out some of our collection of family projects on GlassroomHive.com, like our family YouTube channel called Stink Finks, Nicholas's two-minute lectures on his Hourglass Science channel, and our published books, whether it be our children's book, Dharma and Eldon and the Sandwich, or our new adult fiction like the Nure series. Another way to be transparent about progressive lives in the Midwest, GlassroomHive.com. Now back to our show. So Bryson's done. He was tired, tired. Vanny right. was working it through. She had kind of a little bit of her stuff going on. Anna just didn't want to walk. Like we walked into the park at the very beginning. She has tiny little legs. So every step that I take is like four of hers. That's a so, mood. Yeah. She's, oh, I, hide I have, jokes. Yeah. Gotcha. I have a tiny, I have tiny legs. Too. <laughs> but she wanted, she wanted to ride. Like she wanted me to carry her. And I did for parts of the trip, but Okay, just to give you an image, right? We have we have matching t-shirts, of course. Why wouldn't we have made matching t-shirts on like a silhouette, which is kind of like a cricket? And we all had our Patronuses decorated on our shirts. And I'm dad, like full-blown dad mode, like big old red backpack with like <laughs> ponchos because it's supposed to rain, a towel, everything under the Never sun. Never needed the and ponchos. I just keep adding stuff to this. Ba- I wish I had the bag of holding, right? Or whatever it was. What oh, is it? Yes. The, the charm that I could put all this stuff in. It put- was so funny because at one point I said, well, that's going to be more. And you go, it is what it is, Christina. <laughs> Like, I'm just I'm just a pack mule now. Yeah. And we, we put the slushy cups in there because, of course, they're collector's <laughs> items. And I'm repacking this thing all the time. And at one point in time, right, my, my huge dad, like, just accepting my fate is what it is. I'm bumping into people with this turtle shell that I have on my back. And Anna <laughs> sitting on top of my shoulders, just wait, just struggling along. Like, we, we've got to accomplish this. So we're done. Well, but at the end of the, I just, at the end of the trip, like as we were getting ready to leave, you go, Christina, I don't even care if we get rid of those cups and we don't bring them with them. I was like, oh no, we're bringing yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. They keep handing, the kids keep handing like, <laughs> I don't want this anymore. It's done. I'm like, you're carrying it, man. I, they didn't. They didn't. Well, I, it's so funny because I, I looked over at Bryson and he's got one of them. And then I turned back and look at him and you're carrying all three. <laughs> and I'm like, Bryson, where's your drink? I just, I couldn't carry it anymore. Like, look at your father. I'm carrying the wands. <laughs> the wands are in the backpack. They're supposed to be carrying around the wands, doing the tricks and the, and the spells. And I'm oh got them in my backpack. I was convinced because there's a camera over each of the spots where you can do the spells. And I try to convince Anna or Vanny, one of the girls, that I said, I'm convinced that there are people, wherever these cameras are, there's people watching and sometimes the spells worked and sometimes they didn't. And they were like, oh, you have to do it. You have to stand right on the spot. Well, you have to do like smaller hand movements. Like I'm convinced there's people watching these cameras. And when they don't work, they're just on their coffee breaks. Right. And I was just... like, meh, she didn't even care. She was like, whatever. We're just we're just we're walking. We're walking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I think there's honestly a little surveillance. I'm, I'm convinced of it, too. There's a ministry of magic that's sitting somewhere. <laughs> pushing buttons and it's like okay that kid is almost to the spot he's almost there and the other kid now we can squirt the water now now do it now and and that's honestly i think that's all it is is just that that there's some kind of pattern to it but it's this it's another thing to do to stand in line 
Right. <laughs> just standing in line to wave standing a Standing in another line. It's ridiculous. But, okay, so we get done with that. We go... And we're done. Like, and this is where this is when the point is. Like, it stops becoming funny, and then and then realizes what this is really is. Because I sort of had a moment of reckoning, right? So we're yeah, the ready tantrums to weren't just thrown. The fits weren't just thrown by the children that day. Nicholas. Right, we were pretty. Yeah, we were kind of <laughs> done with some some parts of it. But when we were going back, it was forty five minutes to get back to the other side of the park so Bryce could ride the Skull Island, right? Uh, the King Kong. And it's a basement. We go in. We're wandering through. And it's, I don't know how many people were down there in this basement. Are you talking about King's Cross? King's Cross. When we were going back to Islands of Adventure. I didn't even know. Vanny spilt her drink down there. I was going to say right at the beginning. She, oh, my gosh. Because and, we let her hold her drink, and it was all over the place. And yeah. I was like, Ew. So, yeah, that and that was a mess. And then we're getting through, and there's this beautiful thing that you can do where you play heads up. On your phone, right? So that you can do that. Our phones are not able. Tina's phone's almost dead, right? And my phone, I'm not going to use it like well, that because that I don't have trick. the app on it. We use it at the zoo. Go we ahead. use it. Well, we used it at the zoo because our friends had the idea because they said, "Oh yeah, we did this. We went to Disney a while back, so we did it at the airport. Loved it. They, the kids loved it. it was great. Which like was the, another line. They started for real." The kids started doing it um, whenever we got our rental car. I don't know if you noticed because you weren't sitting with us. Vanny has her hands up on her forehead. No device in her hand at all. She's like, okay, what is it on a go? And Anna's like, oh, this is this is uh, what you do like this, this. And she acts on emotion. And Vanny's like, oh, tying your shoes. And Anna goes, yeah, down. So like Vanny pushes her It's all down. invisible. All, Not real. All Not real. None of it's all, real. All, play all invisible. But pretend. But they're just having a blast and Bryce's like, "Ooh, I want to join." And yeah. I'm just watching them. <laughs> yeah. So so they have good moods about and my point is this is that it's just putting these kids in these situations. Right. And the biggest situation was is in King's Cross, but we're going through this basement. We're getting through and people have the express pass to get on to the Hogwarts Express. And we're getting through and we get to a stage where they start letting these people through that are have the special pass. Right? And some of these some of these people could ride what I heard, what you heard was 23 rides in a yeah, day. Yeah, it was and we when got we were leaving. Five. The woman says, she's count, she's passing by with a group of people, and I hear her say, blah, 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 23 rides today, not bad. And I'm like, 23? Yeah, well, We got four or five. Yeah, it was, it was, I was like, this is a completely different experience. We didn't wait in lines that whole time. We we wandered around Diagon Alley, you know, and yeah, Hogsmeade yeah. and all that. But I was just like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? I'm like, oh. They were with a massive group. Right. And they have the special pass person that I don't know how that actually works out. But they had like a guide. They had a guide. But we're in the basement. We're getting through. They come through. Bryson's already starting to lose it. Well, we didn't use the butt pass. Yeah. Everybody's butting in front of me and I can't use the butt pass. And then Anna says, I have to go pee. She said, I have to use the restroom. And they told us, they go, well, we can save your spot in line. If if you wait here with some of the kids, they can go across, which is way across down Diagon, like it's down the hill. Right. We had to bit. leave out of Diagon Alley, turn the corner, go all the way to actually um, number 12 Grimwald Place, whatever, right all the way to, to the end where there's like a little hut with a bathroom in it. Right. So there's all of this. And they mom takes Anna 
the tiny, right? Six-year-old, gone. And I'm with the other two, holding the backpack, <laughs> holding all this, like I'm just holding all the stuff. And my son, who's trying very hard to be strong, to not, I mean, he has that emotion kind of idea of, of how it's supposed to be, to be, you know, a man. Right. Um, right. To be the manly man. Uh, what makes a man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's standing there and, and he just loses it. Like he just start. It overwhelms. He's just like, I can't do it anymore. It's not fair. It's not fair, Dad. Like they're all gonna leave us and and go. And why can't she just hold it? And I look at the person. I go, How long is this? And they go, Well, after you get up the stairs, it's about another twenty minutes. And then you have the <laughs> the ride over there. And then you got to go cross to get to the bathroom. I'm like, there's no way. So Tina left with with Anna, and both my children are in this basement with me holding a bunch of stuff crying in front of all of these people out of the complete despair of never getting to go anywhere. And Bryson's pretty much giving up on his dream now to go and get to the other park because we're supposed to close at eight and now it's closing at six. Right. Somebody mentioned that it was closing at six and we're for like, a graduation thing, but yeah. Okay. That's fair. Whatever. So we're standing there and finally this o- older woman, right? And she's obviously a veteran grandma, right? Comes over, <laughs> sees me, and just takes pity on this poor guy that's just standing there <laughs> with his children breaking down, just looking around like, this is not life. Like, this is not the thing that's magical about this place. This is awful. And she puts us in this elevator and sends us up to the top. And the doors open, and it's obviously an elevator for staff and people that actually have um, wheelchairs or something like that, or or strollers, or, or strollers, yeah. or yes. And and, I, and the doors open up, and the guy staying there looks obviously it's perfect part. I mean, he's playing the part perfectly, and he goes, "Hello," and I go, "Uh." <laughs> they put me on this elevator. My kids are breaking. And there's still tears. Like, there's still tears and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't I'm, realize Vanny was, too. And, like, we're just staying there. And I go, they put me on this elevator. And I have no idea what's going on <laughs> anymore. And he goes, I love that story. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you I mean? I love that story. <laughs> like, Dude, what is going on? So, but he was extremely polite. Let the kids walk through the platform nine and three quarters illusion, which is you have to find it and do it. If it, it's really just fun. Really I heard fun. about it, but everywhere I'm like, I don't even know where this is. Yeah. I'm looking for it. So we got to do that, which was bonus. And then when I didn't get to, you did not. Our perspective is I'm like running back when we left. They're like, talk to my friend Tina. She'll she'll send you back through whatever. No Tina. Yeah. Just me. No other Tina. I'm like, oh, are you Tina? I knew it was. And I saw her name tag. She's like, no, I don't know who Tina is. Maybe she's over there. So I walked over there. Are you Tina? No, I'm Jan or whoever. I'm like, okay, there's no Tina. I'm just going to go straight back through the exit where it says exit. Do not enter whatever. (laughs) And I go back through and somebody's looking at me. I said, um, my party. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just go back. Go back through. You'll you'll find them. So I walk through and then this older woman, maybe it was the same one. I go, um, I'm looking for my husband. And she's like, a gentleman with two kids. I go, yes. The crying one. So, <laughs> not the husband, the kids. <laughs> At this close. point. It was close. <laughs> right. So, but from my perspective, it was, all right, Anna, come on. And she was like, okay, let's go. And they led us straight through everybody. They're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Sent us through. They're like, here's the elevator. Ah, the doors open. We went up through. We came out. Ah, and we got through and like 
there was a Hogwarts Express. And we got on. And you guys were just standing there waiting. I'm like, this is how it should be. Yeah. And, and, and it <laughs> took tears. It took breakdown. It took, and and it's, it's this embarrassment type of issue that I felt like is not supposed to happen. You know, I go, kids are not. You're just supposed to accept it and expect it. And we got on the train. We got back over. Bryce and I flew. We ran almost across. Did Skull Island twice. He loved it. Best part for him in the trip. It's completely different. His own thing. Just dad and him. The girls went down to Seuss's Landing and did their thing. Right. And they said that was their favorite. Yeah. And and, and obviously Harry Potter was for us. But um, it really came down to being that it took all of that. And it really made me reflect on it. It in that that episode at the very end, I go, "Why did I expect all that of them? Like, what what is it that made right. me go? Why should my kids wait in all these lines? And it wasn't just like, oh, this is unfair, and and, and theme parks are horrible. It really started to make me think, like, what am I teaching them and instilling in them by my actions? Right, what because... was instilled in me from my childhood? Well, I was just going to say, it's like, uh, my kids should behave better. They know better than this. But there were times where I was like, I am so done with this. I I want to sit down. I, I can go home right now. I told my kids before we went, we're going to the ocean. We're staying the night. I bought an extra day somewhere, an Airbnb somewhere, in the, like right on the ocean, Cocoa Beach. Mm-hmm. Do not ruin Harry Potter world for me. I've right. said that multiple times. This is for me. Right. I don't care what we do. Don't ruin the Harry Potter. Multiple times. It's like, I'm done. Like, right. I'm so tired. And I'm tired of walking. And, you, you know, you just hit this wall. You're like, okay, I, I can do this. I can do this. I can manage. And it goes, woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go home. Yep. And then yep. you have three kids too with you, and you're like, they're still doing it, and they don't want to, and I don't want to, but they should be ha- behaving better, you right. know? Right. And and the thing is that comes down to being is that we're in front of other people when this is all happening, and it's this this unofficial official judgment that's being cast by ourselves and by other people to say kids should do this. This is the way kids should be. And I realized that when we were on the beach, there was nobody. It was just the sunrise. It was just us. And the best and the best thing I could do was just spend time with my family and keep telling them to back up as the tide came in so they didn't get washed out into the sea. Right, because we had a beach warning. And so it was so choppy and we just had to be safe. But I think that's what you said. You said that that was one of the best memories you had. Yeah. It w- it was the beach. We just sat there. It wasn't it wasn't that it was just not crowded. And it wasn't it was that we had it all to ourselves and there wasn't anybody standing over us to where I felt like I had to parent any differently than letting them have the freedom and the paternalism to step in and say, be safe, be careful, don't get washed out to sea, stay here, you know, just right. do you, do the thing that we want to be as a family. And it's not to hate on theme parks, but it's really to look at what do we want out of little relationships that we have with our children and what we're instilling in them when we have our actions? And what it came down to being was is that I noticed that it's this this work ethic and this acceptance of standing in line, waiting your turn, and keep, keep trudging along, hide your emotions, hide what you're actually feeling, don't do anything about it, 
and wait, wait in line for your turn. And I'm turning 38 this year. And finally, I'm doing something to where I'm on a podcast and I published a book and I'm making, I'm thinking about what I want to do bigger with things that I have available to me. And it took 38 years to get to that point. And I'm still looking at my children and, and saying, quiet down. Don't, don't do this. Don't almost don't rebel. Don't, don't think about the situation as how unfair it is. Just wait, just wait. And then you'll have your turn on the ride. And I was looking at it, and I'm thinking back to our conversations earlier with, with my father, with Andrew last week, and, and thinking about all these different things that, I, that I've been talking about. And it's like I'm teaching my children not to participate. Right. You're raising a Milford man. Yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, raising, I'm raising don't be seen, don't be heard. And just if you wait long enough, you will get your turn. And really what it comes down to being is, is that people that have been around and waited in line for their turn and now have positions of power that they're not willing to let go of are people that have enough money to jump and actually use the butt pass to get in front of everybody and have the express get on the ride. The money and the age lets them be able to ride the ride more often, faster, and for a longer period of time. And I'm teaching my children that it's okay to wait in line until you're 38 to actually start participating. Right. And I think that that's just not the message that I want to give them anymore. And I realized that people will respond to your distress. People will look at you in King's Crossing and be like, oh, you're unhappy. This is not fair. You've had too much of this. We can help you. People are not judging you from the standpoint that you need the help. But we shouldn't have to expect each other to all stand in line, sit down, be quiet, and accept and expect that this is the way that it has to be. I don't want to teach my children that by my own actions. Right, you should teach them empowerment. Right, I mean, it's really more important that I feel like I do almost the opposite for them now so that like today we went and voted it was a family trip we took them and we showed them that mom's gonna go in after dad goes in because that's you we were done talk about what what the situation was like how long the lines and all that kind of stuff were the men vote first that's that's exactly and i Women tell you follow behind yeah, i right? tell you what <laughs> <laughs> you tell me who to vote yeah that, for. this is how it works no <laughs> But in all seriousness, though, it was a, it was a way that we went in as a family and showed this is already this is what you should do. And I and I was like, how old do you have to be to vote? We're like, well, you have to be eighteen. And what, what was her math? She's like, oh, I have ten more years. And we're like, eighteen year, not sixteen. She's like, oh, twelve. So she I gotta like, wait twelve years. Twelve honestly. years. And and that's really what it comes down to being is that they're waiting. And I don't want them to feel like they have to wait to be able to voice their own opinion. Well, what were the questions you asked them when you got home today? Hey, Bryson, do you care about what happens in your school? Yes. Well, do you care about what money is spent on the school and where the money goes? Yes. Are you in that school all day, every day? Yes. Do you get a vote? No. 
Oh, am I in that school all day every day? No. Do I get a vote? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter, right? And it took that huge holiday, that huge trip to be able to convince me that the thing that I want and that I know I need to do is to make sure that the kids know that it isn't, it is what it is. And it's always been this way. And they just need to accept the line and expect to wait. They can start now. I think it's important that we teach our kids that it's okay to say things are unfair and to cry if they're, you know, stressed out. I'm proud that Bryson finally said enough is enough or he would have never been able to ride his ride. The Delta is a mid-map media production under the Heartland Pod family of podcasts. Check us out on heartlandpod.com and sign up for our Patreon.